We just wanna welcome you guys. Thank you so much for being here. We wanna welcome everyone at our Ashland and our Grayson campus. Now, come on, Moorhead. Can we get up for our Ashland and our Grayson campus, man? We love you guys. And I'm telling you to see, I, I'm, I'm, I hear reports, I see the reports weekly to hear what's going on and the stories there in, in Ashland and, 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 and Grayson. I'm just telling you, it's just amazing. And it's so honored to be able to speak into your life. We also wanna welcome everybody watching online as well. Today's a great day, it's Mother's Day and we're so excited because we love moms and we, we love what uh, the Lord is doing and we believe that without moms, man, where would we be, right? Without our moms in our life who just love us and unconditionally and so we're just so thankful for that. But we're also as aware, just as we shared here earlier, that a Mother's Day a lot of times can bring different emotions. And so we, we, we understand that, we're sense of that. And so, but we believe today as we focus on Jesus and, and lift up Jesus, hopefully he'll begin to mend things in your heart and in your life. But today we have something very special for you. We have a panel of moms gonna be up just in a moment. As I said earlier, I'm not a mom. I'm, I'm married to a mom. I have a mom. Um, but I thought, you know, would it be great to have moms speak into moms' lives? And so today, could you please welcome to the stage the moms are going to be sharing with us today. Come on, Bear Life Church. Welcome all the moms today. Come on, moms. You're more welcome. So we're gonna have a conversation and you guys get to eavesdrop in and just kinda of hang out and listen with us. These are some incredible moms that come and share their story from all different backgrounds and I believe that the Lord is gonna use them greatly in your life. So, welcome to the stage, moms. Thank you so much yeah, for being up here and we talked to them. I, I think I might be a little bit more nervous than they are. So if you're nervous, like, man, we got this. You know, the Lord's gonna, that's how moms are. Y'all just way more holier than us, but that's okay. And, uh, and so they're just gonna kind of share. We're gonna walk through their stories and you get to kind of eavesdrop in. And so we're gonna start with Jesse. Jesse, kind of just share us uh, a little bit about you and your family and your kids and, and how old they are. And we'll start there. Yep. We're now we're on. Okay. Good morning. Um, so the hairy guy in the corner, the bearded fella, is Derek. That's my husband, Derek Withrow. Um, he happens to be the campus pastor at our Ashland branch. Oh, let's go. Give it up for Ashland. Yeah. What's up, Ashland? In the house. Um, the, the fella that is as tall as I am, that is Zeke. He is 12 years old. And then the one with the, the glasses, that's Kingston, and he is 10. And then the little uh -oh. lady with the bow uh -oh, is uh -oh. our little Miss Willow Psalms. And she is nine months, almost 10 months on the 14th. And then I'm just over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just to tell you a little bit about us, um, when I met Derek, he had... Zeke and Kingston from a previous relationship. So I became a bonus mother. Um, and we then, years later, um, had Willow together. So I'm giving insight on being from a blended family. Um, so hopefully I can encourage you if you're in that situation um, of being a step parent, a bonus mom, a bonus dad. Um, so that's what I'm here to do today. Yeah, awesome. And you are a English teacher. I am, yes. Uh, I teach at Boyd County High School. Am I supposed to be looking at you or them? <laughs> you just do your thing. Do your thing. Oh my God. I don't know where I'm supposed to look. You're a boss. You uh, do your thing. I am a boss. <laughs> um, so I teach at Boyd County High School. I've taught English for 14 years. 
Um, I've just now gotten my school counseling degree, so I'll be looking for jobs with that, and I might have to leave Boy County. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so be praying for me for that because Boy County is the only, the only county I know. I love being a lion, um, but... I don't know. We'll see what the we'll Lord see. has. Yeah. All right, then we have Miss Sparks in the house. This is Brandon's mom, Angie. And so he's on a cruise, so he can't be here today, but so he's gonna watch online. He better be watching online. I know he's watching online. So. He better be. He better be. So Angie, share with us. Okay, uh, I am Angie Sparks. I'm married to Keith. I am coming to you today to um, tell you that I am a mother and I am a grandmother to many. <laughs> I have four children, four uh, wonderful children that I am so proud of and six grandchildren. And um, this is my husband here in the middle. He's the stronghold of our family. <laughs> um, this is Brandon, of course. I think pretty much everybody knows Brandon <laughs> and Abby, my daughter-in-law. Um, my daughter, Brittany, and her husband, Corey, and Cruz and Beckham. Beckham, um, had brain surgery, so we talk about him a lot. He's our little miracle. Um, Brandy, my daughter over here, and her husband, Matt, and my oldest granddaughter, Madison. She's 22. And um, this is my oldest daughter, Brooke. She's 40, and her husband, Roger. And there are three girls, Harley, uh, Nevaeh, and McCartney. Well, we're getting very close to parenting because it doesn't stop just as your kids when they move out of the house. So, Angie, you get to share with us from a grandma perspective and a mom and adult and parenting adulting kids. So I'm really excited about that. And then we have Miss Long, Amy. So, Amy, share a little bit of your story. Hello. Hello. This is Amy. This is me and my husband, John. He plays on the praise and worship team here on guitar over there in the corner. And uh, that's our little girl, Ava. Um, I'm going to be coming at you all today with more of an um, infertility adoption story. So I hope that yeah. speaks to somebody here today. Yeah, thank you so much. And Ms. Mofield. Just waiting on my family. Oh, okay. there you <laughs> So that's us. Uh, my name is Sarah Mofield. Um, I teach third grade at McBrayer. And this is my husband, uh, Matthew Mofield. He is the campus pastor um, at the VCM at Moorhead State. And then those are my three kiddos, Titus, who's nine, Lydia is six, and um, Nora Kate is four. And so, um, yeah, I'm just honored to be here and um, hope that I can provide some encouragement to mothers today. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. You know, the Bible says in Psalms 127.3 that children are a gift from the Lord. Now, they should have included it's an expensive gift from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? They didn't say that. They're a gift, but an expensive gift. And one of the things that we say as a parent a lot of times is that, um, you know, that God specifically allowed us to be your parent. Out of all the parents in the world, God chose you to be your mom, your parent or your mom or your dad. And Sarah, I know you shared that with me that God chooses mom specifically for this child. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that, if you don't mind, just how you share that with your children as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I know we all have come from different circumstances and, um, and being parents, being moms, being bonus moms, grandmothers. Um, but I know that we probably all share this feeling from time to time of just not being enough um, feeling totally incompetent. You know, Lord, you have given me these children and I don't know what I'm doing and 
Um, I feel like I'm failing uh, in, in all aspects. And I just have struggled with that quite a bit throughout the years. Um, my kids are still relatively little, but I'm very confident that I'll continue. That will continue to be um, kind of a feeling um, for sure. And so one, one encouragement to me has just been 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And 17, verse 17 speaks to, um, by using scripture, the servant of God can be completely prepared for everything good. And so God has just spoken to me so many times over the years that um, he has chosen me to, to be the mother for these three children that he's given me. Um, and he will give me everything that I need to do that. Um, I have tried to do it, and I still continue to try to do it um, in my own power and in my own strength, but I know for sure that there's no, there's no way that I can do that. And so in my salvation, um, he's equipped me. He equipped me, equips me daily um, through his word, and so I, I really make an effort to be intentional, um, and I'm most certainly not perfect, but in spending time with God every day, starting my God with him, giving my first and my best being in scripture and spending time in prayer and walking with the spirit like, Lord, you're just gonna have to help me because I cannot do this. This is a greater task than what I'm able to do because it is. It is a greater task than what I'm able to do and what we're able to do as mothers and as followers of Christ and the different roles that he's given us. Um, he chose you, he gave you this child and, and in him he will give you the strength and everything that you need. Mm -hmm. do that. You know, one thing I hear sometimes from moms, they feel like they're alone or, you know, and they're, or they try not to show that, but sometimes like maybe I fail and I'm not a good mom or we're going on Instagram or Facebook and we see all these perfect pictures of everybody, but even though it took them 72 pictures to get the perfect one, it doesn't give the background of what happened. They have no idea there was a big fight and everything happened and everybody smiled. You know, everybody's ready for it. And so, you know, but you're so right. You know, when we fill ourselves up with God's word, you know, with patience and in his word a lot of times, um, it does definitely give us a, 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 a way forward in moving with our, our children. And Angie, you mentioned about, you know, uh, one of the great things uh, of parenting is trying to be a tag team to love each other, but also in this together a little bit. Share a little bit how you and Keith have come around and, and worked together as a team. Because, you know, you have children and grandchildren too, so that's a... When my children were young, Keith worked away all the time, and I had the task of being alone to raise them at home. And back then there were no cell phones. There was uh, not a way for us to communicate except for on the weekends. And as my children got older, they would want to do things that I really needed guidance from my husband. And um, they, would, they would try to do things anyway, whether I said yes or no. And I said, they would say, don't tell dad. Don't tell dad. And, um, you know, at first it was like I was, I would think I'm, I shouldn't tell him this or I shouldn't, but I'm here to tell you, tag team it together. Um, it is specifically meant for you and your partner, whether it be you, uh, if you don't have a husband, your, um, your mother, your father, but stay on the same page. Um, make them know that um, you are the parent. You, you love them. They are your friend, but they, you are their parent first. Um, I say all the time there is um, a million ways that um, you can be a good parent, but um, there's, there's no perfect way. But I say uh, do it together and do it in love. Uh, show them love beyond anything. 
Um, we've tried different ways of parenting. We always go back to God's word that um, we love you no matter what, but this is the way it is. And we go to Proverbs 22, 6, um, that says, train up um, your child in a way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Thank you for sharing that. And it is a tag team, um, you know, especially when you have one kid, then you have two, then it's multiple, then you're like, how do you figure it out? Then your oldest kid helps, comes a parent <laughs> to the youngest one and help work with that. And I know, Jesse, you, you, you share with us that your new mom, that's awesome, it was beautiful, and uh, a bonus mom, step mom, bonus mom as well. And one of the things, a blended family, I come from a blended family. I know a lot of people here have blended family, have you know, stepdads and stepmoms and not just two grandparents, but four sets of grandparents, which is great at Christmas time, by the way, because you get a lot more Christmas gifts when that happens, right? So, uh, so there's a lot of blessing in that as well. Uh, but uh, it's one thing that to navigate, and I know you, you shared that sometimes you have to create your own unique family system um, as a family. So share a little bit about that. How, how, do you, how does that work for you guys? Okay. <laughs> Um, so in my experience with your blended family, um, when you're taking two different, I'm gonna put this right there, uh, two different sides and putting them together to create a unit, it's very important to create a family system that is unique to you. Um, so here are some experiences that we've had. Uh, when I met Zeke and King, they were five and seven, and they wanted to be YouTubers, of course. And so they had developed something called the Brother Channel. And so with the Brother Channel, they would upload content like different challenges, like sour challenges, gum challenges, how many marshmallows they can fit in their mouth challenges, and they would film it, then upload it, and you know, like and subscribe, because we're from the Brother Channel. And so when I came in, my role for them wasn't the bonus mom at that time, it was a friend. Um, we had to create this bond before I could call myself anything else. So I was getting to know them, they were getting to know me. Um, at this time, Willow, you know, she didn't exist, so it was just us. Um, and so I remember one of the things we did was a soda pop challenge. Ugh. And we would get banana-flavored soda and peanut butter and jelly-flavored soda, bacon-flavored soda, pickle-flavored soda. I mean, you, you just lost think me a pickle. You lost and, me a pickle. Uh, we did it. So, but that was something they were interested in. So I remember we filmed this soda pop challenge. We blindfolded one another, and we'd film it, and we would have to taste it and tell what the flavor was. Um, and so to them, we were just creating memories. We were laughing. We were hanging out. But beneath that surface... We were bonding. I was meeting them where they were, and I was allowing them to lead, mm. um, which is huge. Uh, if I came in as, as the parent and the disciplinarian, I don't think our, our relationship would have formed the way it is now. So I had to come in as a friend um, and not expect anything more than that. So I just allowed them to lead. And it's funny that, well, it's not funny, it's coincidental, it's a God wink, as I, as I say, but today's Mother's Day. So they're gonna spend time today with their mother, got it, um, loving on her, cherishing her, because that's the only mother they'll ever have. That's their mother. Um, but tomorrow, Monday, is bonus mom Monday. And so that's when I get to celebrate my love with Zeke and King as their bonus mother because it's something our family felt needed to be celebrated because in our household, I am their mother figure. Um, and then now I have my first true Mother's Day with Willow outside of the womb. So I get to experience that today with Willow. And then tomorrow's reserved for the boys. Um, so I say all this in just knowing that if you're a blended family and you're coming together, it's okay 
It, it can be a little chaotic, but it's okay if, if the children at first just don't love the person overnight. It's a relationship. It has to develop, and you have to give it that time to develop. Um, and, and the harvest is good. You know, what you're gonna reap from it is, is sweet. And, but it takes time, and no one likes that answer. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to put in and put in and put in and see nothing. But if you can just, which is something later, I'm hopping to it, but stay the course um, of that relationship. It's okay, you keep going. And I'll just, I'll just preach. Um, <laughs> who gave me a mic? Um, we, can, we, have a, we have a mute button if we need it. I'll go like this. That means mute it. We'll move on. <laughs> But just creating your own family bond, making things and memories that are just your unique family, mm-hmm. I think is crucial. You know, one of the things, and that's so good, I love what you said, we meet them where they are. And a lot of times we think in, that a kid is an adult, they should respond as an adult sometimes. And sometimes we make them try to grow up even faster than them just letting them be a kid. Uh, but meeting where they are, that's really, really good. You know, my wife and I, after our first uh, child, we had a miscarriage. And at the time, we really never heard much about miscarriage, and we didn't hear a lot about people talk about it. But after we experienced it, um, she was at 14 to 16 weeks in between there. Um, we heard of a lot of mothers who struggled with miscarriage. We didn't know that at the time, and so it was really good to connect with other people. And so it's one thing to have a miscarriage through that, um, but it's another thing to struggle with infertility. And I know that, uh, Amy, this is part of your story that I'd love for you to share, because you have a beautiful, beautiful little girl. And um, I waited to ask you after last week, so kind of kind of guilt you a little bit. You can't say no when God stretches you out of your uncomfort zone. I said, I'm gonna go after Amy. But I wanted you really just to share your story, your journey, because so many people can relate to it. And so many people even would struggle and they don't even share with other people they're struggling. But it's okay to... To, to ask questions and things. So would you just share a little bit about your story? Sure. <laughs> um, so my husband and I, we were married in 2005. Um, a couple years after we were married in 2007, we started to try to, started to begin to try to have a family of our own or start a family of our own. And um, Nobody kind of prepares you for it not happening. <laughs> and I knew nothing. I knew nothing, or we knew nothing about anything. Um, so actually, fast forward, because I, I know we're, I don't want to kind of go over too, much, too, too much, but um, fast forward three years. Um, it hadn't happened yet for us. Um, um, again, I didn't know anything about anything. So I was like, okay, it's just not our time yet. It's just, you know. Um, so then in 2010, um, we found out, discovered that I had endometriosis and cysts on my ovaries, and um, they did a surgery to kind of clean me out, <laughs> and in the process had to take one uh, part of my, um, um, you know, organs, my uh, one ovary and tube. Um, so that kind of decreased the chances a little bit. It made it a little bit harder, made it a little bit more difficult. But my doctor at the time told me that in some women, once that's done, um, it's, it doesn't come back. Um, but for other women, it can come back over and over again. And I was in that category <laughs> um, where it just continued to form and come back and, and the cyst. And I would have pretty much was having surgery every year um, there. And in the midst of that, um, trying to do fertility treatments and... We did what's called IUIs, um, which is kind of a step before IVF, um, in vitro fertilization. So we did several rounds of IUIs, and just in the midst of, of all of that, I mean, there were 
moments where I was in a lot of physical pain. Um, pain that would just like bring me to my knees like involuntarily, like I would just fall to the floor and I'd just be in pain. And I would question God sometimes. I'd be like, why, why is this happening to me? Why, I've wanted to be a mom ever since I can remember. Why is this happening? Why is it so hard for me to get pregnant when everybody around us seemed to be no problem? And I'm sorry. Sorry, this is the first time it's been that I've talked about this to a lot of people. <laughs> um, so it's just hard. It was just hard, and I would question why. Um, and then kind of fast forward to 2014, um, I had a friend who was like, Amy, have you ever thought about adoption? And I had. <laughs> we, I had. When I was younger, I'd always thought I'd love to be part of my family, would be a child we'd, or children that we would adopt. Um, but that just kind of went to the wayside when you get on that medical, that medical treadmill. You're just trying over and over again. And um, uh, so she's like, why don't you just pray about it? Why don't you just pray about it? Because maybe that, that's the course that God wants you to be on. And so we prayed, and um, we felt like that that was the path. And so we threw our hat into the adoption process. And that was in 2014. And again, that's, that comes with its own set of ups and downs. Um, paperwork, home studies, parent education groups, getting our profile together, and then you have uh, working with an agency, and we had great social, social workers work with us. And um, we got chosen by a birth mother. Um, it was in the fall of 2015, um, and she was due shortly after she chose our profile. She, it was a short time frame. Um, our friends, coworkers, family members, everybody had baby showers for us. We had everything together, ready for a little girl because we knew that, that that's the, what she was having. Everything ready for a little girl, the room set up and everything, and she had the baby and decided she wanted to parent, which was fine. I mean, that's, that's, we knew ahead of time that that could be a possibility, um, but it was still a disappointment. It was still hurtful. Um, so again, we were waiting for a bit, um, for several months, and then the beginning of February 2016 came along, and we got a call saying that our profile had been chosen again by another birth mother and that she was going to be due the following month in March, actually Easter. <laughs> Ava was supposed to be an Easter baby. Um, but um, we were going to meet her. We had set up a meeting to meet her. And then one night, it was 1130 at night, we were in bed asleep. We get a call. And um, our worker was like, we're going to have to cancel our meeting next week. And I was like, oh, gosh. Like, immediately I was thinking, okay, she's, she's decided she wants to parent. She's, you know, and she's like, because you need to come to the hospital tomorrow. She's had the baby. <laughs> and we're like, oh, oh, my gosh. And so luckily we had everything ready already. <laughs> so, um, so you need to come to the hospital. She wants to meet you. She wants to introduce you to the baby. And that's how it happened. That's how fast it happened for us. Um, we went to the hospital the next, actually, like I said, this was 11.30 at night, so I'm, I told John, I said, 30 more minutes, we need to go. It's going to be tomorrow in 30 more minutes. You know, <laughs> let's go. She said, tomorrow, we can go. Um, he's like, no, I don't think that's what that means. We need to wait until in the morning. <laughs> we need to wait till later in the morning. So, um, um, so yeah, the next day, uh, and then we were with her from, from that point. Um, that's the first time we met birth mother and her family. 
and um, met Ava, and two weeks later, she was a month early. Like I said, she was supposed to be an Easter baby. Instead, she was a leap day baby. Um, so uh, two weeks later, she had to stay in the hospital for two weeks, and we got to bring her home two weeks later. And, but we stayed with her the whole time, and we've had her from that point on. And I would just say that looking back, I, I mean, even when we were in it, there were moments I could look back, even, even times when it was hard and we were struggling, I could look back and be like, okay, I know that God is working in this. I know it's just not my time. I know it's just not my time to be a mom. It, this is not happening the way that I'd always envisioned it, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and that's what we came to find out later, you know, looking back even more and more, you could, uh, we could see God's hand working in it at every step of the way, every step of the way, and it was just like, okay, yes, we were just kind of in that waiting period, and now we see it, now we see it. Um, it had to happen that way in order for us to, to get the blessing that we have now in Ava, um, and she is, she's six years old now, she just turned six in February, and um, she is such a blessing, and I would just say that, you know, be patient. Um, anybody who's struggling with that or may come to struggle with that, be patient. Um, expect that things are gonna happen, that struggles are gonna happen, and accept that. Try to accept that early on and trust that God has you. Trust mm. that God is working in everything, because he is. Mm. He knows what's coming. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> he does. He's got the best plan for you. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I would say, because your, your miracle is not always gonna be the way you envision it, but it's definitely gonna be better right. because he's got it. You know, you said trust God there. Sometimes, as parents, you sound like we could trust everything, but trusting God with our kids. Like, God, I'm gonna trust you with my child, especially when they're little. But uh, Angie, you said even as they get older sometimes, now you have to trust the God with your children as they're older. Sh share that a little bit. That has been my biggest struggle is trusting God as we let them go, when they go to college, when they get married. Um, I had, um, growing up, I had two brothers that were killed in a car accident. And um, one was 16 and one was 21, uh, different accidents, a few years apart. And so I set my mind to, I am gonna be the best mom and I'm gonna hold my kids like this and I'm not gonna let them go, and I don't want to hurt like this ever again. And um, so I struggled with my faith after that, um, with allowing God to have them. I, I would say I let God have them, but deep in my heart, I had to have control. So I urge you to get into God's Word, which I have even more this week studying to to do this, um, it has helped me with my faith to put my palm out and hold my kids here. And don't hold them so tight. Let God have them and trust him that he knows their every need. And like she said, he knows what is best for them. He knows what is best for us. And no matter what, God will be with you and take care of you and, and watch over your children. You know, as we start to wrap up here, um, 
Sarah, one of the things that you said is how you're intentional about trying to keep the word in front of your children at breakfast time and, or on the way to school when you drop them off, you talk about it. Um, as, as we leave, what's one of those challenges to moms that you, who's super busy, you work and, and you have children, you're trying to do everything, that, but you still take time to find those moments to share the gospel or just share how Jesus changed their life. Share that with us. Sure. Um, so Deuteronomy 6 talks about, you know, as, as we go, like as we go about our daily um, you know, lives with our children and, um, you know, within our families and within our homes. And so, um, you know, to train our children up in that and to instill that in every opportunity that we have. And so sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't have time. You know, I come up with these big ideas. Oh, we're gonna do a family worship night. We're gonna do a, you know, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. And then I just get so discouraged when things fall through. And sometimes those are wins, but sometimes they're not. Um, and so I've been trying over the last couple of years to think about, you know, Lord, show me those opportunities that I have. And so one thing that's been just huge in our family is, um, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a teacher. And um, so I take my two oldest kids to school with me every morning. And on the way in to school, um, we'll just have simple conversations like, wow, guys, look at, the, look at the sunrise. Look how beautiful the sunrise is. You know, that's a reminder to me you guys, that God is present and he is here and he is so good and he is so big and he has gifted us this day. So let's talk right now about, you know, how can we um, be Jesus where we're at? How can I be Jesus to the, how can you be Jesus to the people in your class? How can you be Jesus to the people that, you know, the adults that you see? How can you share Jesus with this day that he has given you to honor and glorify him? And that's such a good reminder in my heart and, in, and, and also in their hearts. Um, and then we, we wrap that drive up with um, praying. And so we pray, God, you know, thank you. We, we praise him and then we pray again just over the things that we talked about. And so um, one thing that's been really cool is we've been doing that for a long time now. And so um, now, you know, my kids will say, if I'm busy, if I'm on the phone with my husband, like, oh, I forgot this, will you bring it to school? Or don't forget, you've got to drop blah, blah, Then I'll hear, there's been several times that, Titus or Lydia will say, hey, mom, look how beautiful it is outside. God is so good. And, oh, that's been such an encouragement to me that, wow, you know, I did that right. God used me in that way. And you're in the car with your kids anyway all the time. If you're like us, you're running somewhere or somewhere else. And so that's just been a big win. You know, make that time priority because you're doing it anyway. You're there with them. They have to listen to you. Turn off. If you're like us, we got a big fan <laughs> on the TV. Turn off that TV. Um, you know, turn off the movie and just talk to them, um, use that opportunity. And then also my kids are small enough, I still read to them at night. And so we do a picture book and then we do a, um, we do a Bible story. Most of the time that's Jesus story, but Bible. And if you've got littles, uh, you need to buy that book right now if you don't. Um, it's so, the gospel is just so wonderfully presented. Um, it's just an awesome, you know, those stories are just awesome to share. And then with my son, it's like a graphic novel because he's nine and he, you know, likes all that. And so, you know, it's on their level. Um, and so we end our day with, here's, you know, again, with the gospel and with prayer. And, you know, how can I pray for you mm -hmm. tonight? And sometimes it's even, you know what, mommy had a really hard day. Would you pray for me? Mm -hmm. and, and they do. And then the other is just, you know, we can't always do, I like to think in my mind, we'll do dinner, I'll cook a dinner every night, and we'll sit around the table and we'll have a nice little talk. And sometimes that happens, most of the time it doesn't. But <laughs> if, you can do, if you can do breakfast, you know, if you can pick, okay, I can't do dinner tonight, we've got baseball or we've got dance or, you know, 
we're going in 15 directions, but we can do breakfast. So let's sit down and let's eat a Pop-Tart and let's, uh, you know, do a real quick devotional and let's have prayer time together as a family. So I would just encourage you, you know, most of us don't have or don't think that we have time, but we really do. And so to just carve, look for those opportunities and to carve those out is, you know, as we've been called to in, in God's word and he'll be faithful to supply that. That's good, that's great. Jesse, anything else you'd like to share just before we close and encouragement to moms or give them any other hope or you? you? Um, so just in closing, I would just say if you are a part of a blended family, even if you're not, um, parenting's hard and you're gonna mess up. <laughs> you're going to and your kids are gonna see you mad. They're gonna see you angry. Um, but one thing that we've done in our relationship that I think is, is great is communication openly. Um, Derek and I have great communication as far as how we deal with conflict. Um, the boys will see us upset or argue, it, it happens. Um, but we come together and not that we let them know everything that's going on behind the scenes, but we show them that apology is there and grace is there and that we still love each other very much. Um, but it's just being a part of being human. Um, and so also just to stay the course just a little bit, uh, when, when Derek and I came together, we were both broken people. Um, Derek was in a place where he was going through a divorce. Um, and so he had two children, a failed marriage. He had a, a job in ministry that he still has. Um, but his fear was who would want me now? Uh, I'm damaged. And then mine, um, I, I had a great job. My friends were all married and having their second kid by this time. And I'm 31 years old and I don't have any children, have never been married. I'm the oddball. Um, and so I just had one failed relationship after another, after another, after another. And so I know that lie. I know that lie of I'm not good enough or I'll never be enough for anyone. Um, or why, why hasn't it happened for me? You know, I have these good things to give. Why not me? What's wrong with me? Why, why not me? When am I ever enough? Um, and so it took a lot of surrender, and people don't like to hear that either. <laughs> um, but time, like I knew God, I knew God could do it. He is the God of all things. He could do it in a second, but I didn't know if he would. And so I had to completely surrender because he didn't say in the Bible, Jesse, I'm gonna give you a family. Jesse, I'm gonna give you a husband. I'm gonna give you children. But what he did tell me was that he would give me a life of joy mm. and that he had to be enough. Um, he already knew that I was enough, but I had to let him know that he was enough. Um, and so if you're out there and, and, and you yearn for that love and that, you know, that relationship here on earth. Um, I don't wanna be the bearer of bad news, but sometimes it's just not. He doesn't promise us a, a partner. He doesn't promise us a husband or um, a wife, but what he promises us is a life of joy. Um, and so that's, that's really hard. Um, so I had to allow him to be enough because I was tired. I was really tired of doing it on my own. Um, so I would just say, Jesus, I, God, I know that you can. I know you can, but I don't know if you will. Mm. And so I surrender it to you. Mm. 
That's good. Thank you so much. And quickly, Angie, I want to make sure everybody has a chance before we leave. Any final words of encouragement or hope you want to share? Um, I urge you. The Bible teaches us that um, we are to we are responsible for our children. We are responsible for our children's children to teach them about Jesus. And there is not a perfect way. But if you go by God's word, there is a million different ways that you can be a good mother. Thank you. And Amy, any final words you'd like to share of encouragement? Gosh, I don't know if I can say anything any different. Like nothing else is coming to my mind any different than what these ladies have already said. I think that, you know, just know that you're not gonna be perfect, that you're not gonna be, a, nobody's a perfect, gonna do things in the most perfect way. Um, and that's okay. Everybody's different in the way they do things and in the way they parent. And, and yes, our children are gonna see us upset. Our children are gonna see us cry or mad or angry. And just allowing yourself grace, um, just giving yourself grace, knowing that it's okay and that God has you through it and he's gonna help guide you. If he's put you in that role, then he knows he's gonna equip you to do it. Um, and that's, yeah. Thank you so much. Come on, guys. Can we do it for the mom panel? Thank you all. Thank you. You can, you can go. Thank you all. You can just go. You just leave your mic there. You're fine. You can just go that way. Um, as we conclude again, thank you, ladies, so much for coming, hanging out with us today. You, you know, um, I don't want to leave yet without just a chance for you just to respond in your heart what the Lord may have spoken. Uh, into your life this morning. So if you just bow your head just for a moment and I'm just gonna ask the Lord to speak to you however he did, whatever it might be in your life right now that you just need to lift to him. Uh, maybe it's a verse they shared or maybe just a mom here today just to be encouraged that sometimes you might feel like you're failing. And I just wanna share with you, you're not alone. You're not alone and you don't have to do this alone. You know, here at Better Life Church, we wanna help you in any way we can. Uh, in any possible way, whether it's parenting, if it's helping financially, learning how to get on a financial system in your life, whatever it is, to give you some resources to raise your children, as, as Sarah said, a, a book or to, to encourage to read at night over your children, or as Angie said, to learn just to trust God with your adult children and just to trust him that, that he, his hand is on them and that God is in complete control. And as parents, sometimes we know this, we want to be in complete control. And so we're just gonna yield and surrender to him. And, and lastly, I just wanna share as well, we can't love our children the way they need to be loved or deserve the way they deserve to be loved without experiencing the full unconditional love of Jesus. And, and hopefully today what you've heard, not only the struggles and successes, but every one of these ladies will tell you, apart from Jesus, they can't make this happen. And so today would be a wonderful day on Mother's Day for you to surrender your life to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. He's like, that's right. That's what I wanna do it through you. And the Bible is very clear that if we would confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And if that's you today and you're, you wanna surrender your life to Jesus, Man, we wanna help you in every way we can take your steps and follow him. Right where you sit, you could cry out to him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And today, as best as I know, I surrender my life to you. Today, I repent of my sins and I give my life to you. 
Listen, if that's you, just in a moment, host or your campus pastors are gonna come out and they're gonna share with you what's the next step that you can take. We wanna know because sincerely, we wanna help you follow Jesus. Father, thank you so much. What a wonderful day it's been. And Father, I thank you so much for all the mothers, soon to be moms, those who want to be moms. God, would you just surround them with your presence and fill them with your love and your grace and your peace. And we know that peace is not a feeling, it's a person, it's Jesus, the Prince of Peace, that you would fill them with Jesus. Encourage them. They don't have to be alone. They're not in this alone and they don't have to do this alone. God, through you and through the family, their church family, we wanna help in any way we can. Father, we love you and it's your name we ask and we pray, amen.